I'm Dora Vandekamp. I have been on a mission for the last 16 years to discover the world's most powerful beauty secrets. The Biohack Your Beauty podcast is a deep dive into the world of biohacking, lifestyle, wellness, and self-development. Join me in uncovering the mysteries of beauty, anti-aging, and ultimate longevity with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the health revolution. And now, on to the show. Greetings, beautiful ones. I am so honored and excited to bring you this incredible interview with Tiffany Janae. Tiffany is a sacred sexuality coach and thought leader in the wellness community. I came across one of her many powerful posts on Instagram and was blown away by her light, her message, and her wisdom. In this interview, we talk about the sacredness of the body, sexuality, holistic health, the current wave of censorship, staying grounded in these uncertain times, body sovereignty, staying free, and the manifestation of a new world. If this episode resonates with you, please make sure to share it with someone you love. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Hello, Tiffany. How are you today? I am doing really good. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited to have you on here today. This is such an honor. Uh, I did see you went into nature last week and I just was looking, you have a Patreon. So I was looking at all your beautiful photos. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. I love to stay outside as much as possible. So yeah, it's beautiful. Good to connect, especially with everything that's happening. It's really important to stay grounded. So you are a sacred sexuality coach, and I would love to talk a little bit about that and just what it means to be sacred and sexual. What does that mean? Yeah. So it's, um, there's a lot of different ways to define it, but for me, it came about of wanting to find my sexual voice and all the ways that were out there that I was running into were just not for me because it was about really like dishonoring myself, I felt. And it was more based on, on pleasure in the moment and not a lot of commitment and just kind of pushing edges that wasn't, that wasn't my thing. So when I found the teachings of Tantra, that's when I, I got lit up. I, I was raised by a, a very intuitive mother and was taught how to read energy beginning at the age of five. Um, so that's one of my, my like, I'm bilingual in that way of understanding the flow of energy. And so when I started to learn about sexual energy from that perspective of the energetics behind it and it allowing room for feelings and, and emotions and expressions and to be seen and to be heard and to be like cherished and, and this temple kind of vibe, that was something that I dove into. So uh, that kind of just complements the way that I live life in general, which is very much like my body is my temple and I'm, I'm consistently tending to it and, and making sure that it's good. So yeah, the sexual aspect is just like really seeing into another and coming with your honesty. 
And, and when you say Tantra, can you kind of sum that up? Yeah, well, I'm going to explain it in a different way, actually. Um, so I think Tantra is something that one should go and look in, and find out about because it, it comes from an ancient teaching. And I'm actually appropriating the term to use it in that way. And so I'm going to use this as an opportunity to, to speak to that because the true tantrikas that carried this lineage for many generations had to de devote their entire life to these teachings and studying with the master. And uh, there's no way that you could take a class or that you could read a book or get some certificate from some modern day form and say that you are actually participating in Tantra. So um, I just like to correct that and, and state that and say that um, it's worth it for you to go and, and find those answers yourself. I love that so much. I think that's so beautiful, especially with the way that we kind of view things in our culture and, and things become very commodified. So I love that you encourage anyone out there to really look into that. And I would say anything we talk about probably would be good to continue exploring because I know we're going to talk about really cool stuff today. Um, yeah. And, and if I could real quick too, yeah. um, so, but to answer your question, the teachings that I bring forth is, is from inspiration of those who have um, taught what they call Tantra. And then I'm just teaching an aspect of like emotional maturity, communication, being your honest self, finding your, your, your true voice and honoring yourself, taking care of your body from a holistic point of view. And, um, addressing, confronting your lovemaking from that same type of holistic view. So always going to the root of things in mm -hmm. order to enjoy the fruit. So, okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then you mentioned emotional maturity, which I think is so powerful because when we talk about sexuality, the important component of emotions and, and how that really plays into our sexuality. When you say emotional maturity, what do you mean by that? Well, it's getting an understanding and building a relationship with your emotional body and choosing to work with it as opposed to letting it run you and work you. So I know for myself, I wasn't raised in a really emotional, mature environment. And so I didn't really have good conflict resolution skills. I wasn't taught or encouraged to like speak my truth and that I would be safe and I would be honored. And it was just a lot of like blurting out and yelling and over talking and um, attacking and prosecuting and all of these kind of things. And I feel like as a whole, our society operates like that, like just go on social media and you can see that displayed to see the level of maturity that people are, are at as far as with their emotions. So I teach people how to like, how to, how to work with your emotions. So if you're overran with fear, or if there's something you're consistently experiencing that causes you to run or shut down or lash out or protect yourself in some sort of way, can we actually court that emotion, sit with that emotion and, and listen to the stories it has to tell and how to, what does it need? Like, what does it need for it to be calm? So yeah, that's, that's how I approach it. Mm. I think we do a little bit of avoiding that too, uh, sitting with the emotions, especially with the law of attraction and, and this kind of feeling we have to vibrate high. And so I think that maybe we don't always sit with those emotions because it's really uncomfortable. So I think that's really powerful. 
when you sit with those emotions, you become stronger in handling them? I do. Yeah, I think that's the opportunity you're giving yourself to experience because like you brought up the point uh, on one end, it was like what I said about my childhood and how I was raised really immature. But then I went into, got into like the new age spiritual community and it was all good vibes only. And that's toxic as well, because then that made me suppress my stuff of like, oh my God, I got to keep pretending that I'm perfect amongst everybody and that I'm spiritual and spiritual people don't get upset. You know, we just float. And so I, I spent a lot of time that and then coming back to, to what is my center, which is like, well, everything that flows through me is my truth. So if I'm feeling really optimistic and positive, then that's true. If I'm feeling like really down and pessimistic, that's my truth. And I'm going to acknowledge that and I'm not going to let it overrun me, but I'm going to let it express itself. So I'm not going to shut it down and I'm not going to um, belittle it. And I'm just going to treat it like another, any other being, I'm going to give it its respect because it's powerful and it has its place. However, I have to, like, I, I feel since I've developed this relationship, I'm the commander of the ship. So I don't allow things to like overpower me because when I was younger, for example, let's take anger. Um, anger used to overpower me so much to where I would just do what they say, go red and just blur out and completely destroy things. And, and I would have to go through the whole destruction before I would, I would like snap out of it. Um, and then but now with anger, it's like, I don't, I don't mind being angry. And I actually can get to a place now where I can tell someone like, I'm feeling really angry right now. And I'm going to remove myself from the situation and come back to this when I feel better. And that feels good to be at that place with it. So it's not just like ignoring that I'm angry. It's like, nope, you have a place to express yourself. However, you don't have a right to take this out on people. Um, and to, impose this on other people and make other people feel unsafe but let's acknowledge it so that people know where you're at so they know how to relate with you and they know how to give you space or they know you're you're giving insight to other people which is really helpful for other people to know how to to better deal with you you know if you can tell people like i'm feeling really left out right now or i'm feeling um embarrassed i'm feeling you know, just giving expression to what you're feeling. So then people can like say like, oh, really? Well, do you want to talk about that? Or do you want space? Or how can I support you? Um, or I didn't mean it like that, uh, you know, so they know how to interact with you because you're giving them context of what's going on inside of your body. Mm. Yeah. And I can imagine that really builds trust to that line of this is how I'm feeling. You're not responsible for how I'm feeling, but just so you know, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to sexuality, how does that play into it? Because I can imagine too, where we have all these emotions and they're really strong sometimes. Like for me, depression is a really strong emotion sometimes, especially right now, there's so much going on. So then we have sexuality. How do we take the component of our emotions? Do we separate that from sexuality or should they intertwine? Well, I find that even though I'm, I work in sexuality and that's what I, I teach with my clients, I actually speak to them about things that have to do with outside of the bedroom more than I do about things that are in the bedroom. Because the, what happens outside of the bedroom is going to, so, okay, sexual energy 
in my opinion, it comes naturally to express. And the more safe someone feels and the more honored and held someone feels, the more that they're going to want to express and share even more of themselves and to move past the blockages of fear to let whatever that natural creation, powerful energy is to just flow through. And so when that's what I'm saying is like the stuff that we deal with outside of the bedroom is important. You know, how does your partner deal with conflict? How does your partner deal with you when, when you're having an emotional meltdown? Um, how are they taking care of the house? How are they honoring commitments? How are they um, handling your respect that you have for them or your trust that you have for them? So I think it's all like self-development is all about your sexual stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's important in that way. Mm, I love that so much. When you are introducing sacred sexuality, what are some ways that you would recommend somebody begin exploring that? Um, by taking classes with me. So I, I have my own platform, my own community. It's called Sexually Mature. And I post a video once a month. It's a, a different themed class for the month that we work on. And it talks, we, we deal with like root, root stuff. So emotions, um, expression, communication, touch, romance, sexual manifestation. And you have a whole month to kind of like integrate these things and take them in. So I think that that's a good place. And then also reading books is important. Um, but simply like saying that you want something more, you want to take it to the next level, whatever's meant for you will tend to find itself to you. Mm, yes. And I can speak from taking Tiffany's classes. They're really amazing. So highly, highly recommend. I would love to talk a little bit about just masculine and feminine energy. We've talked about this on other episodes and on the podcast. And, um, I would just love to know when you think about masculine and feminine energy, especially during these current times and what's going on in the world, how do you feel that masculine energy and feminine energy can help us to navigate this current situation that we're going through? That's a good question. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, I, I guess like what my call out for people is for people to find their authenticity and, and whatever that is, whatever dynamic that is at any given time is like, what is your authentic voice? I, I'm in these current times, I, I'm more so like, that's my thing than it is like masculine, feminine um, kind of way. Um, so yeah, I, I think, and this has been my call out for, since I've made myself available to people is to like, what is your truth? Like, let's sit down, let's find where your internal compass is. Let's learn to listen to what it's saying. Let's like, listen to its cues and, and its subtlety and its obviousness. And, and like, how do you stay calibrated with your internal compass? That's, that's all I'm trying to help people get towards. And whatever that is that your internal compass tells you, then that is your brilliance and like share it with us. And that may be nothing that we've ever seen. And so, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. And that authentic voice. I know a lot of people are on 
social media and they're really speaking their truth. And there's a lot of censorship going on right now. I know um, the carnivore MD, I think that's his handle. He teaches about the carnivore diet and he had a lot of really incredible information. And, and yesterday he was knocked off the platform. So it's very interesting with this whole movement of more authenticity. There's also a pushback from uh, the powers that that be to suppress that voice. So do you have any thoughts about that? And, and what are some other ways that people can use their voice if maybe they're not able to express themselves on certain platforms? Yeah, it's just like my everyday question I'm trying to figure out. I mean, it's really hard to call what's happening. And when I do feel like I can call what's happening, it's really hard to accept that that's what's happening. So I am, I'm consistently like sitting with it, confronting it and like, okay, what does this mean? Because it doesn't look good. You know, just, I'm just going to put that out there. It, it, it's not going in a good direction, but at the same time, it's going in the best direction it could possibly be going because it, it's like scary. It's, it's in one aspect, it's like, whoa, we're going so far. But then the other aspect is like, like, well, we just came from so far. So I have to believe at some point, all of this stuff that we've been doing is going to kick in and it's going to help us with overcoming this. And this has got to be like the purging energy before this, this whole system just kind of implodes on itself. You know, like, at least that's where I'm putting my energy at and what I want to believe is, is because the other aspect of it of like, whoa, is this just a tightening and there's no way this they just are renewing their dominance or they just handed over the baton from like old money, royalty, monarchs, government system to now technology, new media. Like, is that what's happening? Is that what the age of Aquarius means? Um, Cause why were we singing about that before it happened? Like, this is terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So then there's one aspect of like, no, there's always a way. And there's always an alternative society that births from any type of um, like control measure that happens in this. So I believe I'm part of that. And I also find that like, you always can share what you have to say. And, and the best way to, to share what you have to say is just to, to live it and people will see it and they'll come and ask you questions. And the other thing I'll say about this too, is that, um, I've, I've had to surrender for my own self because I like with my, my following on, on Instagram, for example, I've been building that for over 10 years and I've never paid to buy followers. I've never like, um, it's all been an organic build. And so it's, it's something of, it's an asset in my life to have that. And the idea of it being taken away because whatever the new rule is that I don't agree with is really hard for me. And so I've surrendered to the fact of like, you use what you have when it's available to you. And if that were to go away, then you just like something else is going to present itself or it's the time to take a sacred pause. Um, but something else like a step always keeps coming. And no matter if you can see it and you just keep keep walking and you just keep having faith in that. So, yeah, I mean, I do try to work around and, and not do like super obvious stuff of like ta taunting them. But at the same time, it's like I'm also not I don't think that it's wrong for me to be saying what I'm saying like that 
this, this is fair for me to be saying what I'm saying. And so I'm not going to like be afraid to say these things. So it's like finding a, a balance, but I think you use what you have while it's available to you. And, and um, if my social media were to get taken from me, then maybe I would be given a stage and a new microphone or I don't know, but something will come. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham Hicks has a saying, it's like, it's always this or something better. Yeah. So choosing to believe that, but that's hard sometimes, especially right now. I think it's, there's so many questions we have. What are some ways that you carry that sense of belief, even when it looks so dark and dreary? Yeah, I, I meditate every day for an hour and that's a staple. But also I will say that I have been preparing for this moment in time for about 25 years. I was given the vision that we were going to end up here and exactly what it was going to look like. And there's still so much more gnarly stuff to come. And um, spirit came to me with a very direct and, and full body message of like, let me show you where, where this is all headed. And you have to prepare for this now, because when the whole society is up in arms and, and not knowing where to go and they're vulnerable, you're going to be able to arrive in that place as a grounded pillar and be able to help people with finding their compass, you know? And so, um, I, I draw on a lot of grounding for that because I've, I've literally been training for all of this for 25 years. And I've done this when humanity wasn't paying attention to the prophecies or the visions and taking this seriously and just kind of like, everything's great today. So everything's always going to be great. Um, so I've been fasting and, and cleansing and sacrificing and going through initiations and sitting with emotions and doing yoga, learning how to breathe, uh, learning how to read nature and talk to other beings, like all of the things that helps now. So it is like, it is meditation, but then it's also like, I trained for it. So, um, yeah. That's amazing. The way we are, we are so dependent on the government and on even our social media. There's so much that we depend on each day because we're so comfortable. Do you think that there's going to be a time when we're going to have to get pretty uncomfortable as far as needing to know the things you're talking about? Like maybe needing to read nature, maybe needing to grow our own food or perhaps really not have our smartphones, do you feel like that day might come? Yeah, for some of us and others will transcend out of here before that actually happens. Um, and others will be in regions where that, that won't be true, but you never know if it will be you, you know? And so you, you, should, you should probably start training and learn these things anyways. And it's actually not bad stuff to know anyways. So that's the way I look at it. It's like when I, when I take on a project and it's like, okay, let me go learn composting. Like, do I need to learn composting for my dependency? No, I don't because I could still go to the grocery store. However, is it a good use of time in general to have this kind of knowledge, to know how to do this, how to regenerate soil and food scraps and, and like yard waste to be able to produce food for myself? Yes. And I don't, I'm not doing myself a disservice by learning how to do that. And I actually enjoyed all the things that came from me participating in that and so on and so forth to every single thing of, of knowing how to do this stuff. And it's way more empowering to know how to 
have some sort of reference of self-sufficiency if it if the time were to come than it is to like not have none of that and just that feeling of like oh my god if they turn this off I would be so screwed to me I'm like if they turned it off my house is powered by a generator um I have solar backup you know um I I live off the grid I'm comfortable with being outside I know how to read some paw prints in the sand or you know whatever it's like I have a plethora of of just like random skills from me choosing to gain those things where I don't have that great of a fear if they were to turn turn things off Mm -hmm. and at the same time I also love it and I overindulge on it as much as I can too but I I feel like it could go either way and I'm, I'm comfortable with that that's amazing I think yeah I think I have that feeling too but that sometimes is what makes it feel more scary is that it could go either way, right? So we could we could be in a place where we can still go to the natural grocery store or Whole Foods, or we could be living on a big plot of land somewhere in secret in a forest and having to catch our own like rabbits and stuff. So it feels very yeah. like, who knows what's going to happen? There's a sense yeah, yeah. of adventure there. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a little exhilarating. <laughs> yes. And that's what I'm finding too is that there's such a sense of purpose in a way, because I'm, I know you feel this way. And I feel this way too, that this truth that it's just boiling over, you know, I can't keep it inside. And, and I've known this for a really long time too. I've been practicing nutritional therapy for a really long time and just seeing the, the veil being lifted for myself, but it's still there for so many people can be really hard and really sad but it also feels really purposeful because I know that there is something really important that I'm here to do. And I know you feel that way too, where there is a reason you're here and it's very clear what that reason is. Yeah. 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 So the other thing you mentioned is that holistic health is something really important. And I know you talk a lot about this on Um, your social media, and also just in your workshop, the idea that holistic health is a big part of this movement and also just a part of sacred sexuality. So can you talk a little bit about holistic health and what that means for you and and how that plays into all of this? Yeah, holistic health to me means going to the root of whatever situation it is. And so I find that with allopathic medicine, we'll say, you know, it's just treating the symptom, but it's not actually addressing the root. And what that would look like is saying, if, if you're bleeding, yeah, you can stop yourself from bleeding, but why are you bleeding? And let's address that, you know? So if you're sick, you could take some over-the-counter medicine or, you know, some, some prescribed pill to stop it. But why did you get sick? Like what is weakened in your body? What is stressed in your body? And how can support it in getting strength so we can stop the sickness at the root of things? Um, And so nourishing, paying attention to the roots and not just treating the symptoms. And I find that in any particular thing, it's like you can apply that where necessary. If there's an argument between two people, it's like, yeah, you can address that particular argument. However, there's always a route to why that even even got to that point. And that's usually going to be like someone's childhood, someone's like coping mechanism, someone's trauma response. 
um, or something someone said to that person a long time ago and it never got addressed. But you, once you start looking for the root of things, you could just keep going and going and going and going. And I find that fortifying and nourishing the roots is going to be your best option at treating something rather than it is to just be like, just say, sorry, sorry, fine. And then waiting for the next explosion to happen because you never went to the roots. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that's, that's my relationship with holistic health. I love that too, because that's really something that's so applicable to the current situation and really even people getting so sick from whatever it is that's going around, you know, and, and there, this isn't just a virus. There's something so much deeper than that. The root is look at the way we live, look at the way we eat, look at how we consume, um, look at our disconnect from the earth, right? There's so many root causes to this and this, this whole kind of agenda that's been rolled out. It's very much related to ignoring the root, right? The root cause of all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. It's, it's like what makes a lot of this really hard to deal with because I don't know if I ruled the world, I'm sure if you ruled the world, it, it, it wouldn't have went like this. And it's really hard to just see it being pushed as like, there's only one way to go about this. And the disrespect around like your immunity is canceled now. And, and that's not a thing anymore. And, you know, the only way to go about it is, is this one way that they told us to go about it. And so it's, it's, it's hard to see that. And it's like, no, you know, there's this whole illusion that I feel that, that people are trying to get me to buy into the story of, of like, we were just this happy, healthy, thriving society before 2020 came and everybody was immortal. There was no sickness. There was no um, unhappiness. Everybody loved their job. They were stress-free. Um, they were just happy in their relationships. And then 2020 came and now we have our one great threat and we have to do everything we can to stop it at all costs. And it's like, what world are you guys living in? Like, that is not at all the narrative of what was happening. And um, and so I, like, if, even if I wanted to be on board with, with where this is going, I can't even get on board because there's so much falsity and just that in itself. And so, yeah, it's like, no, we had so much other stuff. And, and, you know, the fact that so many people weren't taking care of their health and, and weren't like reading labels and, and valuing that and, and don't know how to heal themselves naturally, or don't trust that a herb is as powerful as a pharmaceutical you know, that shows that we were not ready for what happened. And it's no shock actually to see the way that this is being handled and the amount of fear because people weren't training and, and training is important as far as I could see it, you know, again, like it's just from the viewpoint that I hold in life, fortification of your spirit, your, your ka body, like your, your, your etheric body is important. And, um, it, it's, it's really seems vital to me or the way I live my life, I will say, to not get caught up in the luxuries of physicalness and um, the illusion of this is just about a physical thing. And it's like so much bigger than that. And again, this is something like I've been learning the language of energy since I was a child. So there is no physical body without my energetic body and my energetic body affects my physical body, you know, and 
something like a, a, a quick example I'll, I'll share of that is, is like if we, if we talk about the chakra systems, and again, this is an appropriation of something that like they dedicated their entire life to learning what the chakras are. So in, in my ignorant understanding of them, what I'll say is that the seven main chakras all correlate with the endocrine system. And that's all of your glands in your body. And so this, for me, helps me understand the relationship between what's happening physically and what's happening energetically. So when something is off with you energetically, it's going to manifest into the body physically. And equally, when something's going wrong with you and you're physical, you can look to how the emotional or energetic body is expressing itself and to see the correlation between the two. So what I find is that society deals a lot with just physicality. As long as we look pretty, as long as our neighborhoods look in order, as long as we're expressing fake niceties, as long as we're making money, um, as long as you can keep up with the Joneses, then everything is fine and well. Don't panic. And we know that that's not true. So this is just a further like wrangling to try to get people into dismissing the most important aspect. And the reason why they're able to manipulate people so badly is because they are doing it to your energetic and your spiritual self but they have a relationship with that and know how to speak that language very well. And they've disconnected you from being able to understand that so that they could just run all over you. And this is like me again, looking with my third eye and like, it's really important to understand who you are as a spiritual being because they understand who you are. So you should know too. Beautiful. He said, yes. And, and it starts literally for most of us, it starts at birth, maybe even before that, but that programming, if you look at something I'm really passionate about is the, the birthing system and how it's just so detrimental in, in a lot of ways. And like you talk about the energetic body and the physical body, and even starting then that is already something that they do from the moment you're born. Uh, so yeah. It's so, it's so powerful. Something else you talk a lot about is body sovereignty and the importance of being able to choose for yourself when it comes to medicine, when it comes to just what it is you decide to do with your body. Can you talk a little bit about why you're so passionate about that, that sovereignty piece? Well. Uh, so layered, I mean, we'll start at the fact that when we're born into this world, we're given a social security number, which is our chattel number. You know, we're born already into slavery to some, somebody who owns us. And I'm sure if you, if you climb that ladder high enough, you can see who that is. And so when we say we're free, it's like, are we free? Are, are we free if we have to ask for permission for everything? And I think that in our society, in America in particular, we've, we've experienced a vast amount of illusionary freedom compared to some of the other humans on the planet in different geological uh, situations, but, or positions, I'm sorry. And, and, but are we really free? Like, am I free if I have to ask for permission to my government to be able to travel? Am I free if I have to ask for permission to be able to be in union with someone, to be able to drive? to be able to do whatever. And so they've already had a tremendous amount of, of um, power over us. And, but we've, we've adapted to that. And like, when we're comparing ourselves to other people, we say like, well, we're the land of the free, but we're not free, okay? So 
even if we, if we were to say we're free, then now we're getting into a position where something is being forced upon my body against my will. And what I think some people are failing, like in their frenzy of fear and just saying like, go get yours too, shut up and just go get yours too. It's like, well, no, but what you're failing to see is that this then creates a new way of doing things. So prior to this, this didn't exist. It was like, either you, you get these things or you tell us why you, you can't have them. Is that because, um, you, you worship some God, tell us about your God. Um, is that because you, something's going on with your body? Like, what is it? Why can't you do these things? And then there was exemptions given for that. Right. But everybody else who can and is willing to then come right along and, and get these, whatever it is that they're handing out. So there was a, a sense of, of a freedom in that way before. Now what we're embarking on is that it's our government is, is overreaching and, and basically taking away our rights to say like, you don't get to decide anymore. And actually you're getting on my nerves right now by not taking this, which is so abusive on so many levels. And if anybody were to treat anybody like that in our own lives, it, we would be outraged, outraged. So to see it happening on a governmental level to a mass amount of concerning. And, and my point to people is like, it doesn't stop there. Once you give away this power and say that they can force something into your body against your will, without consideration of who you are, the path that you're choosing for yourself, your concerns for what the reaction will be to that, how will you take care of your, your body if it breaks down, since they have no liability for that. Um, the fact that, you, that they're just saying none of that matters, take it and shut up, is concerning. And, it, and again, it will not stop right at this particular thing. This will become the new way that things are done. So that way that we thought we were actually free before, the, the freedoms that we were experiencing, we could kiss those goodbye because we've now allowed our government to overrun us to the point to where they can tell you what you need to be consuming. So then what comes next? You know, like if this is, if this is the point where there's like a gene therapy injection that they're forcing into your body um, with no liability whatsoever to what the result of that will be. What could possibly be next beyond this? Is that to tell me what I, I'm allowed to eat? Is that to tell me where I, um, who I'm allowed to be around? Because I'm also seeing that happen right now too. And so it's so much bigger than just this one thing. And, and, and that's why I'm passionate about it because I'm like, hey, you got to look at the bigger picture. When you're afraid, you go into contraction and you're only seeing through a very small hole. And I understand that. However, can I talk to you for a minute? Because if you surrender to this, instead of standing up and facing it, first of all, that monster's not as scary as you think it is. It's your thoughts that are scaring you. And so like, if we can just get you clear on that for a moment, get you standing up on your feet, and let me just take you out on the horizon to see a bigger picture of what happens if you give into this monster. You're going to be running from it for the rest of your life. And there's another way. So, yeah. Mm. Why do you think so many people comply or kind of say, okay, I'll do it? Well, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of psychological manipulation that's happening. There's a lot of um, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. There's a lot of hypnotizing that's happening. So there's a literal spell that's casted. And if you don't know spell casting, then your vision probably can't see that. Um, so that, that's, that's like one layer of it. And then there's some other things that get intertwined in there with like identification, people wanting to belong, 
you know, the fact that we've been taught most of our lives to handle a lot of things, like it's a sports game. Um, you know, you pick a team and you, you wear all the colors and that becomes your identity, um, amongst this team. And, and we place, we play politics and we play humanity like a sports team. And so people don't, there's, you know, I do, um, readings and I see about probably about 500 clients a week. And, um, the majority of all of these people that are, that I'm talking to are lost. They don't have anybody around them. Like the real pandemic in this world is, is the lack of touch and connection and love that people are starved from. And so people are holding on to things that are beneath them, that are poisoning them because it's all that they know. And they would rather have poison than to have nothing. And, um, they've just been so stripped of like support systems of being fully seen, of being fully supported, of being embraced and loved. And they're starving, they're malnourished. So anything that can come in that offers them some sort of identity or relation or group, um, people are going to go for that because they're, they're that broken down and they're, they're that thirsty. Um, and the people that are running this agenda know that because their families contributed to making sure that you were at this position at this particular time. And um, they have psychologists on their team and they have master marketers and they have people that know how to find that weakness inside of people and exploit it to the, to the unth position, you know? And so, yeah, there's that. And, and I think that um, because people have made their identity as well on material gain, again, giving too much away to this physical world, the idea of it being taken away or limited to them, they don't have a relationship with, with sacrifice or they came from a position of sacrifice and they don't ever want to go back to that. So they have this unhealthy relationship with it. And so the idea of them giving up their position or their, their, their that they, they've worked for is paralyzing to them and they would they would rather do whatever is asked of them than to like even think about losing the gain that they've gotten so mm. yeah it's so interesting too that that is the root and yet that is what's being promoted is separation and no touching and six six feet apart and and don't look at each other's faces I, I think that that's such an interesting thing too with all of the masks all of the little babies who don't even get to see smiles and expressions and, and really just communicating through touch and through, yeah, expression and that it's really all that it's all based on language. And right now language is very fear-based. So I think that that's really important and powerful. It comes full circle with sexuality, right? Because that's something that's been shamed for so long and our bodies uh, especially as women have been shamed for so long that we, yeah, we kind of are trained to separate and not to connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, it's really interesting to think about what do we sacrifice when we teach that our bodies are shameful or that, that our bodies are only acceptable this way and not in any other way. And, and I think yeah, it's just really an interesting, probably a rabbit hole to go down for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I agree. 
So I want to ask you a few questions. The first one I would love to ask you, and the reason why is because I, I took your incredible workshop and one of the things we talked about together was creating a new world together and, and what that would look like and manifesting through sexuality. So you talked about a new world that we're building together and that we're choosing to believe in together. So what does that new world look like for you? Um, so it looks like true freedom, you know, for, for all beings and um, working in harmony with one another. And yeah, I, I see like a vision of when people are, are working and contributing to their communities, they do it because it feels good to express themselves in that way and to experience that type of energy running through them. And I see like a place where we don't have to work for, we don't have to pay for basic societal things like housing and food and, and electricity and, and things like that. It's just stuff that we put in labor to, to have those things and it's given to us. And um, one where we respect each other and we honor each other and we bring back our, our, our love tongue and, um, you know, see the divine in, in one another and are able to work through conflicts without destroying each other. And also this raising of consciousness where we are no longer on the frequency of, of like war, conquer, divide and um, suppression. And so yeah, I'm working for to out program that. And it's going to happen at some point, just like the, the barbaric way of consciousness just like changed, you know, whatever made that change, it's, we don't do that anymore. And humanity functions in a whole different, what we think is like an elevated way. So I'm just invested in my lifetime seeing that like something's just going to change and our consciousness is going to go to a higher level to where we don't have to play these dominance type of games over one another um, or hate each other or fear each other or um, be angry at each other. Like we're just, it's kind of like a giant shroom trip. You know, if you've ever done shrooms, <laughs> there's just something that happens. Your heart opens up and it's like, oh my God, we really are all one. We really are connected to everything. And you just start seeing this beauty. So yeah, I guess I'm, I'm envisioning a giant shroom trip for humanity till the end of time. <laughs> I like that. It's a great vision. I, I love them to hold that vision today. Yeah. Well, today is the day. So I decided the day. That, it's a new yeah. moon. I know I woke up this morning and I was like, today I'm going to choose to believe that we are creating everything good. Yeah. It's just going to be a magical day. So yes, whatever day you're listening yeah. to this, you can do that on this day as well. It doesn't have to be a new moon. That's do, you, right. <laughs> do you feel that right now there's such a divide, right? We have the right now it's like the unvaccinated and the vaccinated, but who knows what that might look like, you know, as we continue the powerful sometimes create those separations in other ways as well and perpetuate those, those divides. Do you believe that that unity can happen, that, that those people will come together? Yeah, I, I believe that. And that's definitely what I'm, I'm like playing for in life because I think the ones that benefit off of our being in a low place and operating from that, they instigate it. They instigate it to like, keep, keep that at play. And so if we can like remove that instigation, I think it would be really easy for us to see eye to eye with one another and, and learn to like love each other and 
respect each other for our differences and our uniquenesses. But when you have a really immature parent that likes to see their kids cockfight, it, it's hard to, to not like, to just find your way out of that. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Do you feel that there are ways to focus that energy? Because I know we have a lot of noise around us, like the news, and there's a lot of, I mean, there's the internet, there's social media. What is one thing you would tell people to do if they wanted to really focus their energy and not have so much noise? Well, what you pay your attention to is your currency. And that's, that's the greatest thing that you have right there, you know, and, and to know that, that we are very sensitive and the majority of our body is, is water and water is highly programmable. And so the environment that you put yourself in, it matters and it's, it's, it's going to influence you. And so if you sit there and you listen to the news long enough, or you, you hear people who are, are pumping fear into you or telling you what you can't do, or there's only one way to do something, that's usually a good indication that you, you shouldn't be immersing yourself in that environment. And you can, you should find something else that empowers you, you know, like what, what is the harm of, of seeing if you could do something, um, in a different way, or you can see if you can change something inside of yourself, even if it's just a viewpoint that you hold or old belief that you hold to see if you can like influence the outcome of something, you know, like what's, what's so wrong about that. And anybody who tells you that's in apathy, apathy, like you, you shouldn't be taking commands from them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I, I think what, again, what you pay your attention to is, is your greatest currency. Mm, I love that so much. Beautiful. All right, I'm going to ask you three questions that I ask every guest uh, because this is the Biohack Your Beauty podcast. We talk about beauty and, and really my intention is for people to really cultivate their inner and outer beauty. So what is your definition of beauty? Oh, I love beauty. I have so many placements in Venus. So I have a, a really strong relationship with beauty. Um, I think beauty is wow, it's everything and it's everywhere. And the definition of it is being able to see it. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's like beauty is so profound. I, how do you put it in, into words? But it's, it's being able to see like, even in this moment and all the stuff that we're going through and as, as destructive it is, it's still so beautiful. It's so beautifully orchestrated. And it's, I, I'm like a fan of the people who put this together because I'm like, wow, you guys managed to get millions of people in all different languages and all different land places, like on one accord. That's so beautiful, you know? Uh, so yeah, I think it's just being able to see things for what they are and, and knowing that that is beauty. Mm, I love that so much. We didn't even get to talk about yoni eggs, but um, I am going to put your information because you have a, an incredible company for yoni eggs. And, and when I think of beauty, I always think of crystals and you wear Larimar, which I've noticed. Yeah. And I love Larimar. It's so beautiful. Can you talk like just for a moment about Larimar? Why do you wear, choose to wear that stone in particular? Well, I am a child of the people. They have been raising me since birth and um, they've been my greatest teachers and guides. And so they always find me when they want me to, to learn something when they're putting me through a rites of passage. And so um, this Larimar found me 
when I was leaving from living on the Hawaiian islands and it's the fusion of, of ice and, or of fire and water coming together, which is like the activation of the, the divine feminine principle inside of us of learning to like, to, to bring together that fire aspect that we have inside of us and that very watery element of ourselves and working in harmony. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still learning the teachings of it because like I said, she, she chose me or it chose me and, and we're, we're learning from each other right now. Love that. So beautiful. All right. What is your favorite inner or outer beauty tip for our listeners? Um, that what's going on inside of yourself manifests in your exterior presentation. So pay attention to what you put inside of your body. And that's, that's where your greatest beauty tip is going to come from. Um, that's going to give you great skin and good hair and all the things is what you're putting in your body. And where can people find you? Yeah. So um, for now, the best place is my Instagram at Tiffany Janae. And in there is a link to all of the different places. I have a Patreon set up um, for people who want extra content from me, or even really just to support the content that I put out on social media for free. Um, and then I have a, my sexual platform, which is sexuallymature.com. And again, I do one class offering a month there and then just hold space for the community throughout the month. And, and then I have various other teaching assignments. Um, and I do do personal sessions for people sometimes. So it's good to send me a message and, and let me know that's something that you're interested in. And then we can figure out a, a time and a date. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on this show. That was so, such, oh, I can't even wait. I can't wait to, to share this with everyone. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please leave a review. It helps others find this podcast. The content I share here and on my Instagram are intended to help empower you to feel confident in your well-being. So please share this episode if you know someone who will love it too. The Biohack Your Beauty blog and store are almost finished. Stay tuned for updates about that and follow me on Instagram at Dora Vandekamp and let me know what topics you would like to hear about on the podcast. Wishing you a beautiful week. Till next time.